Today on Chatting About College, one of his cars is a Ferrari. Its license plate reads OCC Grad, and he's a member of this year's class of Alumni Faces. A conversation with Jesse Wilson is next. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Marabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. Each year, we honor alumni for their professional achievements and contributions to the college and the community. We call them Alumni Faces. And this year, we have five graduates we are honoring. Today's guest is Jesse Wilson. He earned a business degree from Onondaga Community College in 2012. And he's been in business since he started Jesse's Movie Theater when he was only seven or eight years old. And the man behind Jesse's movie theater is here. Jesse, welcome back to campus. How are you doing, Roger? Good. It's great to have you here. So your reaction to being named an alumni face, what did you think when you found out? Uh, very cool. I, you know, ever since I went to OCC, I saw these faces and always thought, man, it would be so cool to be on that wall someday. But, you know, kind of didn't necessarily think that that would happen. So when I got the the letter... It was a total surprise. I was absolutely blown away, honestly. I think it's cool that you saw those when you were a student here only because I see people walk by them all day long. And I never know if people take a moment to look at them or appreciate who's there or anything like that. Absolutely. I mean, there's some as we're walking by them today, uh, you know, there's a lot of recognizable faces on there of, of, you know, people I look up to in the community as as businessmen and things like that. And uh, so it's it's good to join the crew. So you own and operate Ish Guitars. You yep. sell guitars literally around the world. I want to go back to how you got into the whole business thing, starting to starting with rather what we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Jesse's Movie Theater. <laughs> so tell us the whole idea behind that, where you got it from. I guess the uh, entrepreneur spirit was just built into me from uh, uh, from you know day one. Jesse's Movie Theater was kind of uh, uh, I don't know. I want to start a business when I was like seven. You know type of thing. And so I would charge my uh, friends and family 25 cents to come over and watch a movie that was rented from Blockbuster that, of course, no longer exists. Right, uh, right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and come watch a movie, you know, on my parents' TV on a VHS tape or whatever. Um, but that kind of helped spring uh, ideas forward. So by the time I got to be a teenager, I wanted to start an actual business, and uh, I did with guitars when I was 16. The first bass guitar you bought, I believe you went in half and half with your parents on. Is that right? So uh, my first bass was, uh, you know, I, I didn't play at all ever, right? So right, my right. parents were like, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pay for the whole thing if you're not gonna stick with it. So uh, you know, I saved up a little, I don't know, it was a hundred bucks or something from birthday money, and they paid for the other half, which was very sweet of them. My second bass is where it got interesting because I wanted another one because I don't know, that's what you do when you're a musician, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where I learned that you could make money on something because I bought it from the store Media Play out in. Dale, when they were closing for I don't know eighty percent off or something, I bought it for sixty bucks and uh, played it for a year and then sold it for I think it was two hundred dollars. And so this was mind blowing when you're this is I was think I was about twelve at this time. Yeah, mind blowing as a twelve year old because you're like wait I just made a hundred and fifty dollars or whatever it was and I got to play it for two years. This right, is right. this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. You know, hundred dollars like so much money. You know, crazy. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I got hooked and started buying and selling 
um, guitars and basses uh, through my early teenage years. And at some point, you decided to sell a lot of those and buy a Porsche, and you weren't even old enough to drive yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. So I'm a big car guy. Also, uh, it goes hand in hand with all of these stories. And so my first car was uh, 80, uh, 1984 Porsche 944. That you know, it wasn't a super expensive car. I bought it not running out of my neighbor's driveway for a couple thousand dollars. I was two grand on the dot actually. And so, yeah, I sold most everything I had at that point. I think I borrowed $800 from my dad or something mm-hmm. um, and was able to put just enough money together to buy it um, and got it running and got it going. And, uh, yeah, I was 15, so you, I couldn't really do anything with it except for drive it around the cul-de-sac. Um, and so I was like, well, I want to, <laughs> I want to, uh, uh, you know, open an a online business. Uh, cause this was 2009 approximately. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, that's where everything's going. You know, this is what's really going to be the, the way of the future. And so, uh, I sold the car for $3,700 and it was exactly how much I needed to get my first dealership with Spectre bases, really well-known, uh, 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 small, but really well-known base builder. They built the base, uh, for sting. From oh. the police and stuff like that. And it was $3,700 for our dealership buy-in, which was only four instruments, which is, you know, unheard of these days. You know, usually you have to buy 20 or 40 or, you know, $100,000 worth or something. So it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. $3,700 for the car, made money on it, and got exactly the instruments I needed to get started. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you were a student at West Genesee High School, and at some point you started taking classes up here on the OCC campus, right? Yeah, so uh, this goes a ways back also, too. You know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, schooling in general. I, li- you know, I liked it. I didn't have issues necessarily, but I just wanted to get to work. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do my thing. And um, so when I was in high school, I found out you could graduate early. And so uh, in pursuing that, you have to take some uh, night classes to fill some of the credits you'd usually take in 12th grade. And so I actually started going to OCC when I was uh, 15 years old. Um, I started the business, uh, which was then called the High Studio. Later, it changed the name to Ish Guitars because it's just a way better name. And there's a whole story behind that, too. <laughs> um, but that was when I was 16. So at 15, I started going to OCC. Mm-hmm. 16, I started the business. Uh, and I was going at that point, I was going to school during the day, going to OCC at night and running the business at night. And this is all when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. You've got amazing energy and this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, where do thank you, you. Where do you get all that from? Easily my parents. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They are just the most – they can, you know, turn $100 into $1,000. They can uh, they can turn $1,000 into $100,000 and they mm-hmm. can do it all on – you know, a shoestring budget and with being able to do all of it themselves somehow. And so, yeah, that's totally where I got it from. I, I have no idea how uh, they're so good at it, but it just got imparted in me immediately. It rubbed off. Yeah. Um, tell me about your OCC experience. What did you think of your time here? Oh, it was fantastic. So once I left uh, high school, which was at the end of 11th grade, mm-hmm. then I started going full time to OCC. So I actually technically graduated OCC uh I was 18 still, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny. So when my uh, friends were gra- were just going to their freshman year at a normal college, mm-hmm. quote unquote, um, <laughs> I already had my degree. You know, yeah. it was very funny. And people were very confused about it. They're like, how did you, how did this happen? So the time at OCC was great because I had 
already some, some credits done from when I was in high school. So I already had some of those gen eds out of the way. So I had a year, you know, about a year and a half of just really focused business classes because I did business technology instead of business administration. So it was a program focused for doing two years and being done and not going on to a four-year school. And I loved it. My business law class was one of my favorite classes I've ever taken, still used to this day, had a fantastic professor. Um, it saved me a lot of money in legal fees. <laughs> really? Um, the business writing class especially was absolutely phenomenal. I teach my employees things that I learned in that class, again, on a daily basis, it seems like, you know, um, just really wonderful time. Just had some of the best professors and it was great. Very focused, aggressive, and high quality experience. And that's exactly what I needed. So when you buy a Ferrari and you put license plates on it that say <laughs> OCC grad, yeah, that's a sign that you feel pretty good about your time here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about that is you see sometimes uh, folks driving around in, let's say, a uh, – a Toyota Prius or a RAV4 or something. And then they have a Cornell light, uh, plate surround or a Cornell license plate. And that's great. And I'm so happy that they're saving money on gas. And I uh, really appreciate that. And it's great that they went to Cornell. But I think I always thought, you know, growing up as a kid, I always thought it was kind of funny. It was like, man, you did all that. And then you, right, know, you just right. bought a Prius type of thing. Yeah. So this was sort of a, a, a joke poking at those folks mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, did a bunch of degrees, did a lot of school, mm -hmm. took a ton of time to do it, and, you know, weren't driving anything super exciting. Gotcha. So, you know, it's it's partially a gag and partially, yes, I am I am proud of OCC. And, and the thing is, is I think that OCC, without it, I wouldn't have been able to get in business as soon as I did. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to open in Armory Square downtown in, at the age of 21. Um, we wouldn't, the business wouldn't have been where it is today. Um, because I would have been waiting years and years and years to get done with college and then, you know, get myself grounded and get something going. So you opened your first storefront at age 21 down in Armory Square, Ish Guitars. Yep. What was that like for you? Oh, that was a riot. Uh, being, you know, <laughs> downtown at 21, uh, you know, was definitely a lot of, uh, uh, learning experiences, good and bad <laughs> yeah. overall, you know, um, so, uh, you know, you could, I could just start drinking and I was in the bar district, so that was fun. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it was good. It, you know, I learned, you know, as we were talking about earlier, Roger, um, you know, I met so many amazing people through that store, most of which now are close friends, employees, best customers, um, you know, really just amazing people. And that community was absolutely fantastic and a wonderful place to be a part of. And it really helped me grow as an individual also to help me, you know, deal with some of my social anxieties and some, some of those things I wasn't used to talking to people, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis like that. And it was just great to be in that environment. You had something really interesting there that we saw the first time we met when we visited you there. You had these informational cards on each product, mm -hmm. each guitar, and somebody could read all the details about it and the price. And there was also a QR code that you could put your phone up to and learn more that way, too. Where'd you get the idea for that? I'm just such a nerd. I've done <laughs> so much tech stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a really techie guy. And, uh, you know, so at the time, QR codes were the just super cool, right? Because you mm -hmm. could scan something, have it come up on your phone. Really, the idea came from a combination of, of the, that tech side of it 
And when you go to a museum, right, you have these nice plaques that are on each uh, piece of art. And the guitars that we sell, you know, we regard as art and they're very uh, special instruments. And so I wanted to present them as art and not as just a commodity um, that was slapped on a wall with a price tag. Unfortunately, that idea didn't really work very well because mm-hmm. at the time, QR codes weren't really integrated into your phone. Ah, okay. These days, it would work a lot better. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, now that you can scan it with your just with your camera, it immediately pulls it up. But people loved it. Uh, you know, the descriptions and things that were on there was really cool. Yeah, fascinating. So at some point, you decide you're going to move from Armory Square to your present location on Teal Avenue, and how have things been going for you there? Fantastic. Uh, we moved. On accident, uh, it happened to be right when COVID was happening. We closed on the building April 3rd of 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> right in the middle of the shutdown. Wow. Um, it was totally uh, uh, a crazy, crazy move. But thankfully, it was totally God's timing and everything lined up absolutely perfectly. Uh, and so we were able to get through it. But from there, we had a relatively steady 2020. But in 2021, once we got established and the building renovated, the business grew 80%. And that was even with going from being a retail store to we actually moved to appointment only and we closed the showroom to the public. So we actually removed 20% of our revenue that came from our storefront, but then we're able to add 80% online revenue. It was really spectacular. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's not just a guitar store, right? You do repairs there. You do lessons. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Uh, We are the largest repair center uh, in Syracuse, um, we're authorized for Fender and Gibson and Taylor and Martin and all these places. Uh, we do lessons. Uh, and then also what a lot of people don't realize is that with being an, primarily an online retailer, uh, we make a lot of videos. We do a lot of video production hmm. um, for YouTube and uh, Reels and TikToks and things like that. Um, we do a lot of photo production uh, for all of our social media platforms and things. So we actually have also two, not really open to the public, but we have a production aspect of the business as well. That's a three-person team. Gotcha. And you're expanding, right? You just bought a building, another building? We just bought another building across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another really big building. We're building some sound stages in. We just we added three new full-time employees just in this first six months of the year alone. Uh, and we'll be adding a couple more probably by the end of the year. So it is growing and growing quickly, just like it always does. So how many people do you have working for you at this point? Uh, about 10. That's amazing. I don't want to say out of nothing, but you just you started in an early age with a vision, and now you've grown into this. Where are you going from here? What are you thinking of? That's a loaded question. Uh, there is a lot that's going to be happening. Um, we have some potential investments in some other uh, guitar manufacturers actually that we'll be possibly partnering with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're increasing uh, volume of guitars just like crazy. You know, we had around um, maybe 25 dealerships last year and we went really aggressively into new product lines this year. So now we have like about 50. Um, really? And yeah, which is a lot. Um, we're expanding heavily into vintage guitar uh, markets. We sold last year our most expensive guitar to date. That was $250,000. So that was a 1960 Les Paul in the vintage uh, land. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're heading. A bunch of different various directions, but still focused on uh, guitar mostly. Mm -hmm. Are you still big with Paul Reed Smith guitars? Yep. We uh, landed as their number three private stock dealer 
last year, uh, private stock is their guitars that are basically $10,000 plus that are custom made for you. And um, I design a lot of them personally, but we have a lot of customers that uh, will design them with us as well. But number three is pretty impressive because number two is a billion dollar company called Sweetwater that if you're a musician, everybody knows Sweetwater. It's kind of like Guitar Center, but online only. I'm pretty proud of number three coming from uh, just a little shop in Syracuse, New York. That's amazing. Yeah. And tell us some of the faraway places where people contact you and they buy guitars from you. Oh, geez. Uh, We send a lot of stuff to Japan, um, a lot of stuff to Australia. Um, I mean, really all over the place. We have a good customer uh, in Alaska. We send a lot of things. Really? Um, We have some good customers in the Arctic Circle in Norway where they do a lot of oil oil drilling, Mm -hmm. but they like cool guitars. And so we send stuff up to them um, all over the place. We've sent stuff to uh, a couple of years ago, soldiers that were still in Afghanistan. And so we actually, you know, sent it to their base in Afghanistan so they could get a base and be able to play while they were while they were serving the country. So really cool. I mean, we've hit really every angle and every unique yeah. <laughs> unique area. Do you ever hear from a place and you just go, oh my God, how did they hear about us? Yeah. Sometimes we're like, wait, where's it going? What's, <laughs> what's the name of this country? I haven't even heard of that one before, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Wow. Well, congratulations on everything you've done. We're really... We're proud of you. We're excited to welcome you into Alumni Faces. Before we do, there's a game we want to play with you, and it's called <laughs> Box of Questions. All right. And we've named it in honor of our program called Box of Books, which is our first in the nation program, partnership with Barnes & Noble College, where students can buy textbooks and technology at reduced prices. Super cool. Yeah. It, it's been going on for, I believe, four years now. It has shown that students getting their textbooks and their technology up front they have a greater chance of getting through the semester and completing. So we're pretty, yeah, it is. We're pretty excited about it. We've got a a few life questions in here for you to answer and um, we're pulling these out randomly. So here we go. (laughs) Oh, this is appropriate for you. Your first car. That was the 1983 and a half is exactly what it was. Porsche 944. Okay. Guards red on black. And that's when you were 15? Yep. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Uh, first song you ever bought or downloaded? Well, I probably shouldn't say this, but my LimeWire uh, illegally downloaded collection in like 2006 was like <laughs> 20,000 songs or something. So I don't know if I can if I can even pick one specifically, but yeah. uh, a lot of Pink Floyd things. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was a that was a big one through my transformative music years. Interesting. Uh, next question: Cat or dog? Oh, dog all day. Yeah. Do you have a dog? No, kind of yeah. family dog. Her name yeah. is Gigi. Okay, she's the best. Are you gone too much to have your own dog? Eh, I think I could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> you seem very independent and always on the move. I need a small dog I can put in my pocket and bring on a plane. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, next one. Your favorite caffeinated beverage? I don't drink caffeine. You don't? Okay. No. There's a there's a, a, a secret tip for you. Okay. Just don't drink caffeine ever so you can actually run a business. Oh, all right. <laughs> My employees tried to buy me a coffee once, mm-hmm. and uh, I drank the whole thing, and then they said, we will never, ever buy you a coffee again. What happened to you? Oh, I just turned into a, a, a very bad person because I was so wired on caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you have a favorite beverage is it just water or juice or what do you like i drink a lot of water i'm good to hydrate yeah i also really like scotch fantastic we'll talk off air about that (laughs) next one your favorite kind of takeout food thai love new york and maddie dale oh absolutely the spot if you want that pad thai 
Mm. It is perfect. Last question. Your first job. So weirdly, I kind of didn't have one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, my uh, the interesting one is that my brother worked for the car show Top Gear. And so real, really famous. If you're a car guy, you know it. A uh, huge international show. Mm-hmm. And so he actually hired me for a couple uh, shoots over the summertime in LA um, when I was, I don't know, I think 18 or so. So I actually flew out and went and worked on the TV show, uh, you know, for the summertime. So that was my first job was on this massive international TV show, technically. I realized as I was asking you the question that I wasn't sure if you'd ever worked for someone other than yourself. Yeah, that was it. I yeah. I mean, I started the business when I was 16 officially. Um, so, yeah, I, I got my first pay stub when I was, you know, 18 when I worked for Top Gear. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to, like, fill out the forms or, like, do anything with it. Yeah. I was yeah. totally confusing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cool. Well, Jesse Wilson, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back on campus in early October. Thanks so much, Roger. And thank you as well to our Broadcast Media Communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito. Hope you've enjoyed chatting about college. You can find future and older episodes at places like iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find pretty good podcasts.